Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm a strange guy. Really? Yeah, I worry. I mean, little things bother me. I'm a worrier. Mac Mania. He will never take us alive. Gotta think about the drama inside. It's the Mac my pleasure to have him back you know what i mean this is the new show but i had him on the old show but it feels like the first time i had him back because i got my wife next to me so everything feels right as rain Mm. mr eric bischoff sir how are you i am just i'm doing great doing great speaking of doing great you have a book called grateful sir um i was running down the synopsis and whatnot i gotta get myself a copy so i can read because mm-hmm, i ain't read a good book in a while can you can you tell the people at home listening about the book what does it entail and um what's, what's the book mean to you well uh grateful kind of picks up where my previous book controversy creates cash left off and it really the book grateful kind of covers my my life and my career from about 2006 to oh, present nice. day. And I certainly cover a lot of things wrestling related that happened during that time because I, I left WWE and went on to go to work for TNA and then got hired back by WWE and did a bunch of other things in between. So it's, it's, we do talk a lot about wrestling, but it's more about how I learned to be really grateful for the things that I've experienced in the wrestling business mm-hmm. because it just dawned on me really within the last few years as I look back and think, man, I got to do some pretty amazing things. And the industry has benefited, obviously, my wife and my children, and they got mm-hmm. to do some pretty amazing things as a result too. And it was the first time in my career, 30 years or, so, or more, where I actually looked at, my time in wrestling mm-hmm. and appreciated it 
in ways that I had never appreciated it before. Before it was, you know, it was transactional and right. mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot of money and got to travel and got to be on That's TV exciting. and do all the stuff that everybody's pretty aware of and, and that are obvious. But I didn't appreciate those things nearly as much as I could have. Mm-hmm. And that's really what the book is all about is how I learned to be grateful and how being grateful and learning how to become grateful because it's an art. It's just like bodybuilding or training for a physical, you know, event. It's something I have to practice and work on every day. Mm. Um, but that process of learning how to become grateful has had such a dramatic impact on the rest of my life. And that's really what the book is about. It's really cool though to, to hear that though. Do you, do you feel that comes does that come with age, though, Mr. Bischoff? Is that or is that reflection? Can that reflection happen earlier? Is you? Is it just because you're getting older and you're having some time to think back about all those times you had, or you were just too busy working, or is it just something that just that just dawned on you one day? I mean, I think for it's different probably for everybody. Mm-hmm. For me, it was I've always hustled. You know, I've I've been an entrepreneur um, all of my life, really, and. And, and as an entrepreneur, you're always looking for that next cool project, yeah. or that next big idea, mm-hmm. or that next whatever it is. And, and, and that's been my life since I was about eight years old. Wow. Um, and I think now that things have slowed down for me, although I'm still pretty busy, I, I have a lot of projects that I'm doing, a little more selective now, but right. um, I'm still very busy. But I think with age comes perspective. You know, and I'm stubborn. You know, I'm a slow learner. <laughs> I wished I knew when I was in my 30s and 40s what I know now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. I really wish. And it's not that I wasn't capable of learning it. It's just the way I, the way I was brought up, my nature mm-hmm. of just always pushing and looking for that next opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't give myself time to really think about it. And a couple of things happened to me over the last few years. You know, I've, I've made a lot of money in, in, in the, in the television industry. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not to brag, but a lot. <laughs> I'm about to say, man, look, let me get, let me get five hours, Eric Bischoff. But, go ahead, go, go, but, go. but I've also experienced some pretty tough times. I, I can't right. say I've hit rock bottom mm-hmm. over the last five years, but I've bounced off of it enough to know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to reinvent myself. As a result, I, I made some really bad investments, business mm-hmm. investments. They didn't pan out as investments all, all yeah, well, it's startup, an investment. you know, new new companies. Mm-hmm. And it really took a toll on me at a time in my life where I woke up one day and went, Wow, I'm in my sixties, man. I can't just go reinvent myself <laughs> again. You know, it mm. takes time. Yeah. And I and I, I I think by learning how to really appreciate the things that are truly important and be grateful for them. Mm-hmm. It has such a positive impact on my outlook that I was able to turn things around once again financially and kind of end up back where I was uh, almost. Wonderful. So, but it was learning how to be grateful that gave me that, I don't know, motivation, inspiration, confidence, whatever, I don't know what it is, um, to just go out and do the things I need to do to reinvent myself one more time at 
65 or 66 <laughs> You can always do it. I was, I was trying to have a nice, good old, wholesome interview, and I, I was happy to have him on. And then right before I, you signed on, I see you drop something on your 83 Weeks podcast, and you over here ruffling the Internet's feathers. You, you're talking about <laughs> Tony Khan. And I was like, oh, hold on. I got to ask him about this. Okay, listen. But that's not where I want to go. That's not where I wanted to go because you already said it on your podcast. Y'all listen to 83 Weeks podcast. You want to hear what he said. But, I, but what I do want to ask you, though, is – what what would Eric Bischoff do if you were in Tony's position? Because all all I hear is other people talking about ratings, and that's way above my pay grade. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to do a show, and I bring smart people like you on to do yeah. that. Because I ain't gonna talk about numbers and, and eighteen to forty nine demographics and all that other crap. But because I don't know nothing about it, but you do. What what would you do to change some things at AEW to 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 to, to help them out a little bit? Uh, in in regards to professional wrestling, is it is it signing people? Is it production? Like, what would you do? Um, there's a lot, and in and I say that because it's a new company. Yes, you know, it's only been around for four years. Yes, whatever it's been, it's so a baby. It's still a relatively new company. And new there's a lot to learn and a lot to try to accomplish all at the same time with a new company. But I think for if if it were me, um, the first thing that I would do is focus on story. Mm-hmm. I, I know Tony thinks he's a great booker and he's talked about, you know, if Ted Turner only knew 1% of what Tony Khan knows about wrestling and booking, that WCW would still be around. Oh. And he said that I lost a lot of respect for Tony. Because it was just a stupid, stupid thing to say. Yeah. And disrespectful to Ted. Yeah. Especially when Tony's on a Turner network, by the way. Oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. oh. I just, look. Oh. Dynamite's on TBS. That stands for Turner Broadcast. That's the last time I checked. Wow. So to be that disrespectful to Ted. And then combining that with, you know, such a stupid statement about, you know, if Ted only knew as much as Tony, <laughs> that we should still be around. It that, that made me lose a lot of respect for him. But that being said, wrestling is and always has been episodic television. Yes, sir. Yes. It's a soap opera. Yep. You can call it whatever you want for men and women. Yeah, that's what I always say. Yep. But it, it, it's a physical soap opera. Exactly. And it needs to be episodic. It, the show needs to have some of the same basic elements that any form of entertainment has in in terms of story structure. Hmm. Right now, what AEW is is just random matches with no real reason why we're watching mm. and they you know they'll slap together a couple you know an interview here a promo there an angle here an angle there to kind of justify what they're doing but there's no real story behind any of it yeah and, and what passes for a story storyline in aew and aew's fans unfortunately wouldn't ever pass muster with any other form of scripted entertainment it's just Childish in its presentation, in terms of its storylines, they've got phenomenal talent. You see, oh, they, yeah. you feel, you feel oh, they yeah. have the talent. You feel they have the talent for sure. They have the talent to do it. They, Tony doesn't have the basic, just fundamental understanding of storytelling. Kind of, yeah, like plot. Yeah, he doesn't really understand television. You can. That's obvious by the way the show is formatted. Mm-hmm. It's it's just bad. There's no other way to say it. But I, if I was Tony, I would focus on my creative. Mm-hmm. I would focus on my, the formatting of my show mm-hmm. and really make Dynamite something that is must-see. 
that compels the viewer to tune in every single week to find out what's going to happen next. Exactly. And I'm not talking about just advertising things on social media. And it, it, yeah, sure, that helps a little bit. But you've got to condition your audience to believe that they can't afford to miss an episode of your show because something really mm -hmm. interesting is going to happen. A storyline is going to advance and the viewer doesn't want to miss out on that experience. And until you do that with quality storytelling and characters that evolve within that story, uh, until you do that, you're simply just throwing matches up against the wall and hoping it sticks. And it's just not a good formula. You, do you, there's the money, money is money is money. And you know, if you have it, you can do a lot with it. But do you, do you, see a world where, where AW ends at all because of lack of viewership, because of lack of sponsorship, because of lack of certain things? Do you ever see it any, even though they have that, they, they got that con money back in them? Yeah, it's not about the money. Look, mm. you, it's not even about how much money the con family makes mm. off this investment. It's how much money the television partner can make yes. off their investment. Mm. That's right. If TBS is spending $45 million a year or AEW programming, mm -hmm. I just think, you know, basic common sense would suggest that they want to get a return on that yeah. $5 million a year investment. And the only way that they could do that, not the only way, but the primary way they can do that is with ad sales. Mm -hmm. But if they're not able to sell enough advertising at a high enough price on that show, then regardless of whether... Tony Khan cares about how much money he makes or doesn't make the network will. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's where you're vulnerable. It's not about Tony's bank account and how much money he's willing to, you know, back AEW with. It's mm -hmm. about keeping the network happy. Right. If, like I so said, many if, nuances. If they can't get enough of a, uh, a premium for that advertising time, they'll look for something else that will. I can dig it. I can dig it. I was, uh, um, it just, I said, I like picking your brain when it comes to that kind of stuff. I really do. Cause just, you give a different perspective than very level headed, um, non hyperbolic responses to, to situations. Not always though. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you, I, I got to sub, subdue Eric Bischoff today. You know, <laughs> no, listen, no. You got one that's got a head full of Sudafed. Yo, yeah. <laughs> Yo, we got him. We got him on, we got him on over counter meds. You know what I mean? He got the allergies <laughs> and he, and he still pulled up. We, I was, I was watching the commercial and the NWO popped on the A&E's dropping the nice little thing i seen you on there giving your giving your thoughts and i and i and i instantly just remember the times just going through school and no, like you knew you had a kindred spirit whether you knew them or you didn't know them if they walked down the hallway and they had the nwo shirt on you knew you guys were connected in some way and fashion and that's that's my that's my fondest memories of the nwo is seeing people in school that you didn't think was a wrestling fan it was a wrestling fan because of that product that you guys put out those years ago and, and it got me thinking, I said, I'm gonna have him on the show. Like, do you, you want about being grateful and reflecting back on things. Do you, what's that, what's the NWO mean to you in your career and you as a, you as a person still regarded as probably the greatest faction of all time? Yeah. I mean, look, it was a, it was the highlight of my career professionally. And, and a lot of great things came out of that. You know, it, it wasn't just how it affected me and mm -hmm. how the NW affected WCW, but how that affected the entire wrestling industry in ways that we still see today. Yes. You know, in many respects, you know, that the NWO, when, when Hulk Hogan turned in, in July of 96, we had already been more than competitive with Monday Night Raw. Yes, sir. And head-to-head -head competition. 
Um, but we ran away with it, with the NWO. It was no longer competition. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was, we dominated. Um, and that forced WWE to make some significant changes in their business model mm-hmm. because they had to compete with us now. For the first time, they had someone else that they had to catch up to. And by abandoning the WWE formula that existed prior to 96, (coughs) actually it lasted all the way up until 97 in WWE, but that formula, that business model was very much a teen and preteen business model, meaning Mm. the characters, the way the stories were presented, everything about WWE was, was created to appeal to a teen audience or preteen audience. And when I launched Nitro, and particularly by the time we got into the NWO era in 96, I had made up my mind that I was going to focus primarily, not exclusively, but primarily Mm -hmm. on the 18 to 49 year old male audience because they were not being served. Mm-hmm. WWE was looking at teens and preteens, and it made a lot of money doing that. Mm-hmm. Not, it was a great strategy for a time. Mm-hmm. But once the NWO came along and we ran away with it, it forced WWE to change that business model. Now they were going after the 18 to 49-year-old males that we had. Mm-hmm. That's where the Attitude era, era came from. Yes, sir. was their reaction to what we were doing on Nitro. And that competition elevated WWE significantly. And Vince McMahon did a couple brilliant things and, and he was smart, he was aggressive, but he was strategic at the same time. And I think the Monday Night Wars were probably one of the things that led to WWE being able to take their company, their company public. Yes, sir. And when they took the company public, they were able to build and grow so yeah. much more. So I think that competition in the NWO has had such a dramatic impact on the overall industry that that's kind of how I reflect on it. Awesome. You know, uh, I, 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 I look at it as a, just a point in time and one that, though, is, is very, very significant, far beyond the storyline and the merchandise and even the money that it generates. Because it changed the industry in a in a positive way. Indeed, one of the, one of the things that I've been seeing, you know, that's been taking the world by storm is is, is Sami Zayn and, the, and being in, embroiled in this this bloodline. And, and and I've always thought Sami Zayn was one of those people that can that can that can wrestle his wrestle his ass off and 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 do what he needs to do. I thought he was much more than a court gesture. I thought he was much more than a a match with Johnny Knoxville, not Very knocking, talented. not not knocking that match. I always thought he was more than that. Next thing you know, he's in this title match at Elimination Chamber with a Roman Reigns. But that, but that's that's me rambling. What I wanted to ask you is, can a can a Sami Zayn type uh, main event of WrestleMania, in your opinion? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of people today, you know, that are fans and some people that write about wrestling. Um, and there's a big debate. Mm-hmm. You know, should should Sammy have won and should Sammy face Cody and beat Cody at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Lot, there's a lot of people that, that believe that. I, I'm not one of them. I'm not um, either. But he certainly could. Mm-hmm. There's no question about whether Sammy could or not. I just don't think the timing is right right now. 
I, I can and, see that. And, and that's so opposite of what a, a number of people believe. But, Sammy, one of the most powerful characters you can have on your show is a baby face that's striving to achieve something. Exactly. A world title in this case. Mm-hmm. The value in that character isn't getting that world title. Wow. The value in that character is the audience's desire to see that character achieve something and and be willing to go on that journey until mm-hmm. he or she does. You don't want to cut that short. Yo, EB, why, why, why do people not understand what you just said there? Because yeah, I, the I told you, it, it comes a little different from you. I say this all the time. You said it better than me, but yeah. I say the exact same thing. I talk to my wife about this all the time. Why don't you? Why don't they get the fundamental concept of why they care so much? Yeah. Like, the, why don't they? Why, why do you think people don't get that? Like, I'm arguing with people. I go, you don't understand why you're so invested. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean he should win. Like, why don't people get the concept you just laid out? Because they don't understand television. They don't understand the wrestling audience. You know, there's one guy in particular, you probably know who he is because I can't stand him, but Dan Nelson. <laughs> this guy's been writing about, you know, professional wrestling for a long time, 35 years or more, whatever mm. it's been. And a lot of people look to Dave as, you know, being kind of an expert because he's been writing this dirt sheet for as long as he has. Yes, sir. But Dave has never produced five minutes of television. He oh. doesn't really understand. Fun fact. How you build a character and how you build story. And when people like Dave and there are others who profess to be experts on something, but yet, oh, no, no, the data says, you know, Sammy's ratings over the last six weeks have said this, therefore he should be the champion. They don't understand because they've never had to do it. Mm-hmm. They've never tried and failed or tried and succeeded. They just sit on the sidelines and, and talk about it. And there is a difference. No matter how much you watch, no matter how much of a student of a of a, a sport or a product you are, you do have to have done it in order to really understand it. You and say that all the time. A function of people who have strong emotional feelings, like myself included. I mean, I'm I am so happy for Sami Zayn. Me too. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I just can't say enough great things about him as a person, as a performer, mm-hmm. um, as an artist. Absolutely. He's great. Very, very, very smart, very creative guy. And he clearly knows how to connect with the audience in a way that very few people have in the last 10 or 15 or 20 years. Exactly. Can't say enough good things about him. Um but I just don't think people understand the value in the chase. The chase, yes. yeah. And here's here's the other thing. Okay, Sammy wins the title. Now what? Uh, <laughs> or, or, <laughs> How many times do I say this? Oh my, it's exactly. Like, uh, I say this all the time. <laughs> but I, mean, I told you, I'm not Eric Bischoff, though. I can't just say that. Nobody care what I got to I mean, say. That's what happened when you said about Liv Morgan. I like, said, because I love Liv. Like, everybody, they wanted, like, yes. she needed it, and then she got it, and then they and, were, and they And they bailed on her. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then what? Where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. Like, if I was Sami Zayn, somebody came to me and said, if Paul Levesque came to me and said, okay, Sami, we're gonna, you're going to beat Roman, and then you're going to beat Cody at WrestleMania, I'd yep. be going, no! Because <laughs> <laughs> no, then I've got nowhere to go! <laughs> so Next true. What's going to happen is I'm going to get beat by somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> 
passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's, it's I, I think it, it kind of got bring me to something else I was thinking about. And you could I've been you could tell me I'm way off base on this, and it's fine. I don't I don't I, that's, I kind of almost need you to because because um, what the hell what the hell is Bray Wyatt doing, Eric Bischoff? <laughs> Can you tell me what he's? I don't un, I don't un, I don't does he know what he's doing? I you know that's one of those I'm just gonna watch and see and see where it goes. I'm trying to, but I can't. What if I die tomorrow, Eric Bischoff? <laughs> I, how how long must I wait, Eric Bischoff? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know. That, that's a really bizarre. Bizarre is not the, the the character in the presentation is so. First of all, it's cool as hell. It yeah, is. no, yeah, he's got it's cool so things unique, going on. But I don't know how to relate to it. it I, I don't. I, what do I want for that character? Yeah, exactly. Do I, do I want him to emerge as? A hero? Mm-hmm. Maybe an anti-hero? Do I want him to be an antagonist? Do I want him to be a bad guy? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want him to yeah. be. I'm just looking at him going, wow, that's really cool. I it, can't it, wait until it it's revealed. And there's, you know, we will have been watching all these different incarnations of a white character. And I hope at some point we go, oh, okay, now that all makes sense. God, I hope you're right about what you just said there. Because Lord <laughs> have WrestleMania. Him, I, listen, if it ain't WrestleMania, when the hell's it going to be? I don't know. All right, man, I'm done. I told you, I swear, because people think I don't like him. I love Bray Wyatt. Yeah, it's no, just like, I just don't understand. I'm sorry. Help me understand what he's doing, man. He's just beating people up that I like. Yeah. I just want him to go back to the bayou, you know, with the following the buzzards. And the That's I, just, I just want that. Never. Yeah, I like that character, too. Yeah, that, see? Me and my wife are just, that's all this is. We're just bitter. That's all yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah, we just, because I'm like, I was like, you never brought in Sister Abigail. I'm like, a, wrestl- a wrestler. A wrestler on the PC could be Sister Abigail, his long lost sister. It's like, she's shit. not dead. She's, oh, come on. <laughs> like, or she, like, and possesses the spirit of Alexa Bliss. Who's come on. A, come on, man. Like, something like that. <laughs> 
<sighs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Mr. Bischoff, sir, um, <laughs> Lo- Logan. This is therapy for you. Yeah, I was man, I'm stressing out. Listen, <laughs> oh, but, uh, so uh, Logan Paul, sir, thoughts on Logan Paul um, as a professional wrestler, not not as a person because he does a little a lot of silly things to me um, that he shouldn't be doing. But I, I mean, in the ring, in the squared circle, it looks like it looks to me like he cares. Yeah. About. Getting better, being better, making a statement, making a thing for. It. But where where do you stand on Logan Paul? I I go so far as saying WWE might have the audacity to put a title on the, on that that young man's waist. But uh, what say you? I, I, I he's you know class all of his own. You know, we we're already kind of taking him for granted. Every yeah. time I see that mm-hmm. guy do something in the ring, I keep going. You know what? Two years ago, he none of this stuff was going on. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to be able to learn and perform physically at the incredibly high level that Logan's performing at, if you didn't know better, you would think this guy's been in the ring for 10 years. I agree. Yeah, I I can see that. that is so hard to achieve. I can't even imagine how he's been able to do it. He's a phenomenon, and so is Bad Bunny. By the way, oh, oh yeah, yeah no, oh, man, Benito? he's like in our brain. Yeah, he because we think about the same thing. And I, and I know, when I, granted, I know, and I've said this before. Yes, he has, he has, he has Shawn Michaels. He has some great people in the PC, like with him. However, I can have Leonardo da Vinci like teach me how to paint, Eric Shaw. That don't mean I can paint. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just reps, and, and that's mm-hmm. why it takes so long. It takes so much time for a performer in the ring to really find themselves and have the level of experience and confidence where they're in command of everything that happens in that ring and in command of how the audience reacts to them. Mm-hmm. That's an artist right there. And there's, there, are, there are a few of them out there, mm-hmm. quite a few actually. But it takes a long time <laughs> to develop that. And Logan's been able to just jump in and do and it. just do it, at, yeah. At an incredibly high level. I agree. No real experience. I just, I can't say enough good things about him in that regard. I don't know anything else about him. I mean, I know he's a massive influencer and he's oh, a yeah. player and all that. Um, I think he's been a huge asset for WWE. I agree. I mm-hmm. think if he does end up with a championship of some sort at some point in the near future, I think the audience is going to accept that because he is such a great performer. Yeah, it's believable. They brought in an an influencer like Logan Paul, with Logan Paul's influence, but was only kind of barely adequate in the ring, the audience would gag on it. Absolutely. They would would set their TVs on fire. Yes. Um, but when you can perform at the level Logan does, I don't think he's going to get that typical resentment from a wrestling audience that really feels like you should earn your way there. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I think I think it'll be even more more glaring at, at, at WrestleMania because they're looking like him and Seth Rollins, and I think you know the way Seth performs, I think he might have his best showing even over the Roman Reigns match. I think it'll just keep elevating his stock as far as believability because I think that's at the end of the day, wrestling fans, you know how they are. If they if if you pass the smell test, they're like, oh, okay, this is okay. He's not just here to just take some time away from a wrestler we love. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I was talking to somebody today. I may have, may have been Conrad Thompson uh, or yesterday, and 
I think it was Conrad, it may have been somebody else, but believes that Logan and Seth could steal the show at WrestleMania. And a lot of that is obviously because of Logan and, and mm-hmm. his phenomenal ascension. Mm-hmm. But he's in there with Seth Rollins. That's, Seth, yeah. Seth knows what he's doing. Any flaws at all in <laughs> yeah. Logan's game, you're never going to know about it. That's exactly, what I'm exactly right. Exactly. Absolutely right. Well said. Uh, what you got for uh, Eric Bischoff, baby? Oh, 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 yes. No, I mean, my, my questions are very important. No. <laughs> 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 um, no, no. I just, I had noticed um, that you've been married for almost 40 years. Yes. Um, that's very incredible. It is. Um, I mean, we're coming up here on 10. So, I mean, like, that's not anything. I've, I've known her since like nine, 2000, though. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have just short, short advice, like, you know, how you make that. Wonderful length. Keep going. Well, there's there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> I was just like, as short as but, you can be. But make. I think the one, you know, I'll tell you what I told my son this past week when I was down in Florida visiting him and his wife and my grandson uh, is, because, you know, now that they've got a, a, a year and a half old oh. and that dominates your life. <laughs> yeah. you know, my daughter-in-law um, has her own business, which, you know, when you're the boss, you own your own business. It's really a 24-hour-a-day job. Yeah. Mm. Now they've got a young kid. My son's got a, a challenging job. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not careful, you can kind of forget who you are. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think one of the things my wife and I did, you know, long before I got into wrestling, regardless of what situation we were in financially, and you know, when we were young, we were, you know. You're like everybody else when we were young, you know? We were barely <laughs> making it. Um, no matter what, though, and even when we had kids, we always made sure we had at least one date night. Mm. And I dated my wife. We dated each other. We still do. That's awesome. Um, Friday nights were date nights, and we treated them like that. Hmm. You know? That's awesome. We treated it like a date, not like, let's just get out of the house and get away from the kids. <laughs> yeah, because you know. And, and forget about our week. <laughs> Treated them like dates, and that's, it just keeps you appreciative of each other. You don't take each other for granted. I think that's what happens sometimes. Is you know, I've heard the saying, "Familiarity breeds contempt." Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, familiarity, maybe if it doesn't breed contempt, it can breed um, a lack of appreciation because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you just accept it that they're there, mm-hmm. or, or you expect it. I should say, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's where things can start falling apart. So I told my son, no matter how tough it gets, man, just take your wife on a date. Take a moment. One night a week. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Take a moment for you guys. Yeah. For yourselves. I see, y'all always say, Mr. Bischoff, I, I told you I'm giving this girl about 65 years. So when I'm like 98, yeah. I'm divorcing her. So yeah. that's what I told her. Yeah. You're going to be a silver fox at like, you know, 85 <laughs> years old. Like, yeah, okay. it's, a, it's over, baby. <laughs> I'm You're going sure. back on the market, Eric Bischoff, at 98. So... <laughs> He's like, you know, just keep you on your toes. <laughs> okay. Someone goes, someone goes, Evan, but you'll be like used up. I go, yeah, that's the joke, guys. <laughs> that I ain't divorcing this woman. Are you crazy? But, <laughs> but anyways, oh, sir, before I get you out of here, I wanted to do something. That I usually try to do different Mount Rushmore, but everybody does Mount Rushmore wrestlers and all that other stuff. I don't like doing that because that's that that's crazy. It's only four. But I do, I will, I do want to do your Mount Rushmore of like promo guys though. Your top four promo guys ever? What do, you, what do you like? You know, wrestler, talker, manager, valet, whatever you got. Who's your top four Dusty, promo guys? D- D- Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Let's see. 
who else did I, I you know i always liked roddy piper he was nuts but i liked wow. him sometimes he'd cut these promos they were so passionate <laughs> and you get done you go what the hell did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> i throw roddy piper up there oh um piper hogan dusty really enjoy you know you gotta throw rock on there oh really yeah, 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 yeah. he was the best promo but he was the Best performer. Yeah. In a promo. Yeah. I used to get a kick out of him when he would like be in the, when he would wrestle people and like he'd, he'd hop on commentary. <laughs> like while he was beating people up, you know what I mean? <laughs> commentary. What he was Rock doing. Just, Rock just ener- energized the crowd in a way that very few performers can. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he didn't necessarily tell a story the way I like promos to tell stories. Right. Man, he was electrified. <laughs> what's, um, what, who, what's the biggest pop you've ever heard ever? Mm, hard to say. Um, for me, I think it was I wrestled Steve Austin. Oh, in Montreal. Yeah, you gotta show. Yeah, you gotta see that. It's good. No way out. It's good. And as we saw, you know, at Elimination Chamber, that Montreal crowd is Un- unreal. Hot. Unreal, man. And that, that that venue is such that the, the ambience sound is just it, it comes alive the building actually starts breathing on you you know <laughs> crazy really cool and because it was steve's first match back it wasn't much of a match by the way but it, it was steve's first time back into the ring i had a fair amount of heat so i think the audience was kind of excited <laughs> to see him stomp a mud hole in me <laughs> so for me to to go out and to be in in the ring with someone like steve austin on that night in montreal was probably the biggest pop. Wow. It's awesome. Mr. Bishop, it's a pleasure as always. You know I appreciate your time, sir. It was um thank you for uh, taking the time and hanging out with me and my wife for a little bit. <laughs> I know we I'm saying. happy I got the invitation. <laughs> Let's do it again down the road. We got to, we got to, sir. Anything but, anything you want to put over? Can I put something over? What you got? What you got anything cooking? Anything on down no, the line? I mean, you know, the book, obviously, grateful. You can get it over at Amazon. Um, I think we're one of the number one wrestling books or Oh, that's awesome. Three, whatever. But yeah, it, it's available at Amazon, um, or you can go to uh, Bischoffbooks dot or Bischoffbook.com. Nice. That'll take you right over there too. Very uh, nice. That's about it, man. I'm just you know doing my podcasts and doing events and living the good fun. life. I see you. You gonna be you gonna be at Mania round so far? I'll be. I don't. I won't be in Mania, obviously. <laughs> um, but I'll be in LA uh, for that Mania week. So yeah, I'll be there. Oh, good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I see if I can rub elbows with Bischoff. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if we're there. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. All right. You guys have a great day. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. For, Thank you. See ya. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
special thanks to the great Eric Bischoff for joining us on the podcast, but I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I wanted to bring him on. I said I always want to bring people on that want to talk, any fan or any fan of wrestling that wants to talk and wants to just have a moment just to speak their mind, man, I invite you guys to pull up. And this man pull up, and he's a chef. He's a sous chef. Justin T joins the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? Thank you for having me, brother, brother. You know, you know, we're just pulling up, we chatting, chopping it up. Yeah, I'm glad you pulled up, nigga. You tell the people that are listening that are listening to the sound of your voice, what's the difference between a sous chef and a chef chef? Can you break it down to the people? Because I think people act like they know, but they don't really know, no. <laughs> well, this the simplest way to really put it is uh, as the sous chef, you're the right-hand man to the chef. So anything uh, responsibility-wise as far as like training uh, other line cooks, um, you know, the day-to-day uh, menu creation, you know, that all falls on me. So I'm the guy who makes that guy looks good. So he's the, you know, he's the face, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm the guy who, who does the heavy lifting, you know what I mean? So we, we don't get any of the recognition necessarily, but you know, we definitely get the praise because if it's all successful, that's because, you know, uh, the sous chef is the guy who is the engine who, who, you know, gets that menu and gets everybody in line and make sure everybody's ready and all of that. You would you would you say you're like like a like a Padawan, like you're like a young Anakin Skywalker? Would you say something like that? Is that what you would say? I mean I, turning into like not not fully Jedi, but like you could still beat up a few people. I I would say I'm I am Anakin light. Like, you know, I had a, <laughs> you know, I'm not Obi-Wan, you know. You know, my 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 chef's a little bit older than me. So, you know, he he might be Qui-Gon and I might be Obi, but you know, it's <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, but thanks for joining the show, brother. Thank you for taking the time out to talk about a little, a little wrestling. And first things first, let's get down to Brass Tax Elimination Chamber. It was this past weekend. Uh, Sami Zayn falls to the Tribal Chief. So many have fallen to the Tribal Chief. So the, the question that's been a debate, for some there's been a question circulating around. Let me put it like that. I, I don't know why. Maybe you, maybe you are on that side as well. Are you, first and foremost, mm-hmm. how, should Sami Zayn have beaten the tribal chief in Montreal, sir? No, to you. No, definitely not. Uh, it's a, it was it was the right recipe, if you will, to integrate what I'm doing. You know, you know. But I do not think it was. I mean, it was a good moment. It was the build was perfect. You know, crockpot booking. You know, they're they're doing mm-hmm. it the right way. You know, it was a good story. You know, it's been the best story. But no, there was not. It was not the time for for Roman to lose. You know, I, I, you know, I acknowledge my tribal chief. Indeed. And and with that being said, it was a good moment. You know, Sammy's never been on that level um, on the big stage like that in any pay-per-view, really, since he left NXT. And so it was a good moment for him. But no, it was not the time for him to lose, for him to beat the tribal chief. So it was, you know, it was very, I expected it but they still told a good story and put on a good show. Yeah, they told a good story, but to your to your point, do you feel you you say it wasn't his time? Do you feel it wasn't his time be because of Cody or do you feel it wasn't his time because of where Sammy's at right now? But like what what why do you feel like it wasn't his time to win that title in Montreal? Well, because I I honestly they've interwoven so many different uh people into this whether it's going all the way back to the beginning of 
the island of reverency with you know roman and jay mm. and and jay and then jimmy came back and jimmy didn't understand and then jimmy had to fall in line and you know now they brought in the younger brother and you know the wise man and so and then you know going way back he beefed with you know roman beef with kevin owens back in the right. you know uh when they you know didn't have any fans and this was the beginning of the tribal chief and he you know so i don't all of it all that being said it just there's a lot of things happening and culminating to wrestlemania it was never gonna be sammy versus uh cody at wrestlemania it just wasn't yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And for, for better or for worse, I think I like I think a lot of the fans, especially in Canada, that for some reason that you could tell they were legitimately stunned that that Roman lo- didn't win. I mean, didn't lose because and I think sometimes um, wrestling fans, they tend to think that they have a little more power than they than they do. Sure. You know what I mean? I feel I feel after the Daniel Bryan thing, the Daniel Bryan situation back at WrestleMania 30 really empowered a lot of wrestling fans. <laughs> they, oh, for sure. They, yeah, they really felt like, wait a minute, we just bumped Batista out of this joint, mm-hmm. added added Daniel Bryan, and he won. After that, they were like, yo, we could do whatever we want to do. But I think sometimes they missed the bigger picture in this regard. Sammy's still around. Sammy's not going anywhere. No. Uh, no. Sam, Sammy's one of the best chasers I've ever seen, Justin. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of the best rest what are the best chasers of a title i've seen in recent memory when have you seen a when have you seen a baby you might have a better person name a better baby face that chased the title in recent time than sammy zane bro oh tough right i don't have one i don't have yeah so like that's so that's that's a good thing that you don't have one off the top of your head because that's that means he's a good chaser so i don't think so no matter who has the title Sammy chasing said title to me mm-hmm. can always be, make for good television. Oh, for sure. I mean, even going back to when he was uh conspiracy Sammy Zayn, right? right, and, right, and, right and everybody right. was, you know, everybody's out to get him. And there's a reason why he's never over. And there's a reason why he never wins. Like it all works with Sammy. It really does. It does. Yeah. So yeah, listen, so shout out to Sammy Zayn. Uh, uh, but I still must acknowledge my tribal chief, at least until uh, WrestleMania. And then who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? But put up my one, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, let me transition. But have we had enough if, with with Edge and Finn? Are we done? Are we done with that? Because uh, okay. damn it, I thought we were done until last night. We, we're not done. Apparently, I mean, it's gonna roll. <laughs> it's gonna roll into into WrestleMania. I don't. So why? Why? I, why? Uh, Evan, Evan, I don't. Ev. I thought we were done, man. I thought we were done. So I. So I thought that this would be that you know the you would have i don't i, I don't get it they just had a dope tag team match like i thought right. that closed the chapter the grit couple got their get wrap back it up. nice package, wrap it right? up nice little nice little bow <sighs> but Evan, come on we aren't any two great these are two great competitors don't you want to see mm-hmm. them fight forever i go i have seen them fight forever yeah, they fought and they fought a bunch of times already i mean the only thing left is and i don't see anything is if he brings out the demon. Oh, or, no, that's a different story. Or they do Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania, which is rare, right? So Ooh, there's not much else they can wow. do. Like, what else are we gonna do? Wow, you put see when you put it like that. See, when you do that kind of stuff, man, damn. Well, I mean, like, he's already he, you know uh, Finn's coming out with with these Kanye masks, and it looks cool and everything. Yeah, and the but the only thing you can do is come out as the demon, right? I like, agree. 
I, I, if and Ferg, you know, Ferg listens. He's one of those. Listen, and I, and he, anybody here's listen to me. They know how much I love Ferg, and like he, he's one of those artists that mm-hmm. doesn't want to feel like he is like the demon is like a, you know what I mean, like the gimmick. Sure. He doesn't feel like I'm telling you. People, people wonder why they don't see the demon that much. He, I think he feels like it's. You don't just get the demon. Like I, I, I'm much more than a demon. I'm like, cause he's like, cause like I'm a thespian. You know what I mean? I'm like, I. We know you're an artiste, but sometimes you got to bring back the thing that we like. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with ice cream like all the time at like one point. Give me like ice mm-hmm. cream for dinner like one day. One time. <laughs> so listen, I don't know. You know, you 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 the chef. You know, you let me know what what kind of analogy can I say? You know what I mean? He he doesn't. He feels like the demon. He doesn't want to be a slave to the demon. You know what I mean? So I well, believe and, and that's why like, he kind of toys with us a little bit. And it's like you can't have um, breakfast for dinner all the time, but every once in a while, <laughs> that's true. That's you know, you true. might want Brenner, right? That joy slaps though, man. That's such a good thing to do sometimes. Yo, anybody listen? Anybody out there don't like breakfast for dinner at least once in a while, man? I can't trust you, man. I agree. So, so it's okay. So, so, so keeping with that theme though, do you, cause we're good. We're definitely getting it though. We're definitely getting this for WrestleMania. WrestleMania is less than six weeks away and they, they had Ferg standing over top of edge. So what, what's the, you, you gave me a couple stipulations. Is that where, is that where your mind's at or what, what incarnation, what thing, what, Damn, they had what they didn't they have a last man standing match they, or yeah, I quit he, I mean, match. Well, right, they already did. I quit. Oh, I mean, unless my they unless Lord. they run back, unless they run back like false count anywhere. You know, remember mm. Edge fought Randy Orton and they were fighting like on top of a oh, truck, yeah, the truck dope. trailer, right? Like yeah. unless you do something where it's false count anywhere or some sort of crazy stipulation, they've done every other version of this. Damn. Okay, so we at least at least it's safe to say that it, it's over at WrestleMania, though, right? The channel is closed. It's over, right? I mean, I hope so. But the, the problem <laughs> is, you know, Edge Edge is getting his his Dare Jeter tour, right? So he gets to oh, do facts, all facts. these different matches, right? So it'll be whatever is the list of all the things that he used to do, and you know, maybe they'll bring back tables, ladders, and chairs match. Okay, maybe they'll bring back. I, I don't know. You know I'm cool with that. I'm cool with like like throwback edge. You know what right. I mean? Little TLC. Give me like an fetch. Give me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They've F- done F- intergender. They've done. I quit. They listen, boy. I, listen, and a partridge in a pear tree, man. Damn. But listen, well, listen. I'm just I'm just spitballing right now, trying to get you get, get in the mind of something. But um, moving on, moving right along. In my, I was watching. And watching that chamber, you know, I thought it was a solid, solid pay per view. Shit is me, premium live event. I don't want to get canceled. You premium know, live premium, event. Yeah, you yeah excuse me, excuse me, chef. Uh, premium live event. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, would you think of Montez Ford's in his performance, and where do you see Montez Ford going? Is it is it fool's gold? Are they are they fooling all the brothers and sisters out there that think you know he should already be champion? Where what what did you think about Montez and 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 just because I don't want to get too excited, but. Uh, give me your assessment on Montez Ford and that performance at Elimination Chamber. Well, did you see? Uh, shout out to Bianca Belair. Did you see she made his fit? It is Man. one of the. It's the greatest outfit he's ever worn. What What can't she do? Like that, like, but that outfit is <laughs> ridiculous, though. It reminded. It gave me very coming to America, like Prince Hakeem vibes. You know what I mean? Very, so, very cold blooded, but very, very was, timely. Was, very, very. Yeah. It was, man. I'm telling you that that was that was a spectacular, spectacular gear. 
and and so his performance wise i mean he was doing things that i mean he always has a spectacular moment a spectacular move i mean my guy was at the top of the cage and you know when you're doing the monkey bars and you flip around on your arms so your arms are hanging and, and then he just dropped i was like who thinks of that yeah like, i did that when i was like six and i was like right. two pounds you know what i mean <laughs> right like who thinks of that i just Crazy, i don't oh man i but i appreciate they gave him his moments you know they they showed you that he can you know step up as as a singles competitor in a big time moment he didn't get squashed he wasn't the first eliminated i appreciated that you know what i mean so it was a good showing for Montez. I think he he showed us that there is a future with him as a single star. Hopefully, he's not going to have to, you know, Marty Janetti, his partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, hopefully, he doesn't have to uh, uh, super kick, you know, his partner through through a backwards door. Sorry, Gigi Dolan. You know, but <laughs> he he it was. I was impressed by Montez. I'm a fan. You know, I wish he did more. You know, I. But actually, and, and you've talked about it before, both of them, I think, can be really good as singles competitors. So yeah. I, we just need to see it. Yeah. When you when you see somebody like A.D. who's getting better, and he's getting better because he's in that he's in the back of that heart dungeon. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. he's working his butt off. If you see any clips of A.D., the reason why he's he looks the way he does physique wise and the way his, his moves have improved is because he's in that dungeon with, that, with those great wrestlers that Natalia brings through and, and T.J. brings through. So yep. it's it's really great to see what he does. And then Montez has always been Montez. And there's just certain things that I feel you have to do as a superstar. And 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 listen, where I this is where I get a little it's as a as a person of color in 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 WWE, it's always this thing that they kind of feel they have to do or they have to be a certain thing in order to get a certain certain championship or a certain status in right. world wrestling entertainment. And I don't I don't like to dwell on that or think about that kind of stuff because I feel like Montez can transcend all of those things that I'm talking about. Anybody mm-hmm. knows what I mean. They knows what I mean without me getting into that foolishness. But when I see what he's able to do and what he's capable of, we we know he has the charisma. We know he has the look. We know oh, it's all the, there. Right? And we, so we like, so what I'm trying to say is like, we, we, they're running out of excuses. That's all I'm saying. Sure. No, I mean, he's well, <laughs> it's, he's at that time where he needs to have his Kofi moment, right? Like he needs the momentum, the buildup, to be able to cash, whether it's cashing in a money in the bank, um, winning a Royal Rumble, like every time it comes around to these events, we expect him to go over. Mm-hmm. And I, assumed, I didn't think Austin Theory would retain, so I assumed there'd be. Who do you think was going to win, Seth? Seth was gonna I, no, thing? well, honestly, I thought it would be Montez. Like, really, thought, you thought? Yeah, they did. Yeah, he was going to go over. I thought he would have his moment. You know, that would build to him getting a WrestleMania match as a solo act, right? Like starting something new, starting something fresh while he's still having, you know, he's still with the Street Profits, but also building, building, you know, they mentioned in the in the broadcast that if he wins, that they would be champs together, not just him as a single person, but they they still would be together as champs. So I Although I'm wearing Rollins shirt and I'm definitely a Rollins stand. Man, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought Montez was gonna take it home for the culture. It's you know, it's February, bro. Like for the culture. Oh, <laughs> yo, I'm glad you I'm glad you got that in because that this I'll tell you this 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 month lasts like a cup of coffee. It's quick, man. It's quick. quick, bro. It's always that's always the funniest joke to me. You know what I mean? It just happens to be the, the, the 28 days. It always makes me giggle, man. It's like I don't need I don't need two more days. We are right, man. I, listen, I'm 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 even black in March, so I really don't need a month. You know what I mean? So, even <laughs> even even during uh, St. Patrick's Day. 
Yeah, I'm black. I'm still black. black you know, Irish. Black so Irish. black is. <laughs> but no, no. But I know what you're saying though, because right now, especially Seth Rollins, man. Damn, what, what can oh. I say about Seth Rollins? I'm never. Is it on a serious note, bro? Yes. I'm never. Um. I've, there's a few things I've never seen anything like. I've never seen anything like what's going on with Roman as far as mm-hmm. a person that's gone through. And everyone thinks it's been like you could you, people think they can point to wrestlers that have been hated and that they didn't love, but not like Roman to me. Not no. Not, Roman was legitimately hated though. He had legitimate heat, like Austin does now. Theory has a legitimate mm-hmm. heat, and it was because I when, hate when that people, dude. I hate listen, that. You we, we see when, and that that <laughs> the legitimate hate. The same thing that happened with Cena. Cena had to. Cena damn near just had to get old for people mm-hmm. to start liking him. You know what I mean? And I and I told everybody when he was when he leaves, that's when everyone's gonna love him again. He had to literally leave and be away to get you right. So when when people get like plucked and chosen as this man guy, even though what's what what bothers me so much about that is you guys never don't know how many Vince McMahon guys there have been. Sure. Like Hogan was a Vince McMahon guy. See, no, uh, nobody, nobody booed Hogan. No, nope. you see, because it's because you guys weren't into back in the day, fans weren't all up in the dirt cheese and kayfabe and stuff like that. They weren't trying to break kayfabe. So you didn't know who he plucked or who he chose. Undertaker was a Vincent man guy. You, you're like, so, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is when people got started getting win in the modern day era of who Vince McMahon guys were, they didn't stand a chance. So I was stunned to see the transition of Roman Reigns and how he was able to overcome that and overcome that pure hatred. So the reason why I say that is Seth Rollins, not necessarily a visible man guy, but Mm-mm. have you ever seen someone been he's been successful, but get how is he better than he used to be? He's won a million titles. Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it, man. It's hard to call Seth Rollins under, right? Like it's crazy, like it's dude, it's crazy. He's and, and I look at him, and you know, going back to the chamber match, he, he's in there with Gargano. I'm like, I forgot how big this guy was. Like dude, he, he is, he's put together, forget. man. You forget like he's not a small guy. He's he not really a small wrestler, right? You forget that he's fought Brock Lesnar more than once. You forget the people he's beaten. You forget all the titles he's had. You forget that he was the linchpin of the shield. You yep. forget that he was the mouthpiece for the shield. You forget that, you know, he Damn. was he was a great bad guy, a great good guy. I don't know about the whole visionary thing when it was the whole Jesus thing with the glove and the, you know, we'll get past that. Right. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but then, you know, he, he, he's doing kind of what Roman was doing. Like he was a heel and then we started cheering for this guy. Right. And all you needed was a, a catchy song and, and a, 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 right. Every time. <laughs> I mean, I was, uh, they were, they were raw was in Cleveland, you know, earlier or last year around november december might have been december right i mean no you don't need the crowd noise don't need to pump it in they cheer that man every single time and you can see with the montreal crowd like it was nuts it was bananas and he's it's crazy i'm calling him underrated because he's amazing but he's underrated he he is and i believe just because he's been he's been like treading water in certain like I wouldn't say lesser championships, but I would say lower championships. And I do believe they've done a great job of making the United States title mean something. Sure. And to me, that's all you have to do. There's that, 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 that was always there for the IC title and the United yep. States title. It was always there. You just have to make it matter. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got Gunther over there making it matter by just being dominant and saying how how sacred it is. And then you have the United States title that's that was in an elimination chamber match, and and or yeah. or you haven't defended, or you haven't great all time greats, future Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers go after it. So that so so that's what matters. But like it still feels like, with all due respect to everybody else, Seth to me should always be in the title picture. Listen, always, I'm making I'm making always. this. I appreciate Seth Seth Rollins. I don't know if he's gonna hear this podcast. I'm, I'm with you, him. Seth. Right? I'm with we, you, Seth. We ride like, with you, Seth. <laughs> you, you got, you know, you got that um disqualification victory over Roman. They leave the little breadcrumbs that Roman still hasn't beat him. So they can yes. go back to that, right? But I just I wish he was champ, but damn. I don't know. Damn. So do but it we, works, uh, right? It does know. work. It does work. Wait, sidebar, do you do you see them? You do you see a world where Cody does not win at WrestleMania. Hmm. You see any scenario where he doesn't win and they, and they shock the world and keep that title on Roman Reigns. Evan Mack. So what are we at with Roman? We're over 900 days, right? Like 904. So where you, what you said six weeks from WrestleMania. Yep. Less than six weeks. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So <laughs> if they don't do it at Mania, maybe they do it at Backlash cuz don't they have Backlash right after that? I believe so. I think that's they I think they still do Backlash after and then and I guess everyone else's other reason is always like SummerSlam. You know everyone always goes, "Ooh, what about SummerSlam?" Well, no, I never mind. They're going to they're going to take it off of him at, at He got a he had to me. Listen, dude, seriously. This is to me one of the greatest runs of my entire lifetime, but dude, he has to lose, dude. But the, and that's why I mentioned backlash. He might Roman might win a backlash. Like they might have that WrestleMania moment where you get five minutes of pyro because Cody has just as much pyro as Roman, and you'll get Cody got some pyro now. <laughs> right, you you know you'll get the moment because he keeps saying I have to finish the story. You know the story will be finished. We can close the book, and then we can get back to business. And most likely the tribal chief will win a backlash. Call my shot. <laughs> Oh, Babe Ruth over here, but I tell you, boy, listen, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, I believe Cody does have to go over. I've o- I've always been of that mindset that they mm-hmm. they back themselves into a little bit of a corner with the with the two titles, just because it's it's all or nothing. And that's my problem with two titles. If you're going to put them on one person, it kind of just leaves that other side or that raw or that SmackDown kind of like twisting in the wind a little bit. So I always thought they should have came up with a clever way to get one of the titles off of Roman Reigns and have another title be defended at WrestleMania, but they paint themselves into a corner. So Mm. what are we going to keep doing though, Justin, we're going to keep having two titles on everyone's shoulders. I don't think that makes sense. I do believe after Cody wins, he, he makes my point very clear. Yeah. He wins, right? Right. He turns one of the titles to the wing Eagle title. And then he, he probably, and leaves the other title on on SmackDown. I almost guarantee you he does it. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. Because it's because they they mentioned it. They mentioned it too well about how he coveted, the wing Eagle title. I guess he was on the bump and he mentioned it or it was there in the background while yep. he was on the show doing, the I think interview. it's on his mind, man. So yeah, I, I think he will split them because they, like you said, they never figured out how to split them. They yeah. never figured out a, a stipulation where if Roman loses, he loses one title and Roman's right. not going to split the title. Cause he likes putting up two titles and, you know, wise man likes having two titles on his shoulders <laughs> and they kind of just, it looks it, good. Right? It, it looks does. good. Except 
he's as you've mentioned before he's not full-time anymore he's a part-timer he you know he's not wrestling at every raw or smackdown he's at every pay-per-view anymore either so they kind of just said all right we'll just go with it so t so so okay there's there's two minds of what what we're talking about i'm gonna Mm -hmm. see what you think about this there's there's other people out there devil's advocate out here that i'm gonna play devil's advocate people say that when you're that kind of champion you don't you don't get to see him every week do you do you subscribe to that thought process that a main attraction such as a Roman Reigns doesn't just come out on every Raw or SmackDown and it that really doesn't matter that he does, that you don't need a, a a workhorse champion? Do you subscribe to that? I would say yes and no, uh, Mac. I've been to a couple Raws and a couple SmackDowns. I've never seen Roman in person. See there that you, you know, make so, man, that's my point right there. Right, right so I, there. I think I need to. I, I would like to see him every once in a while. You know, I, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, like pay-per-views aren't in cleveland very much i mean I, we get more smackdowns and raws and if he's not on every raw and he's not on every smackdown unless it's leading up to a pay-per-view and that just so happens to fall when they're in cleveland i don't see my tribal chief yeah you know so uh, that kind of yes i can see it on, on hulu watching it the next day but it's just not the same <laughs> as acknowledging my tribal chief in person i'm right? trying to acknowledge him in person damn see that that's right there that's why i always do the pushback on you don't get to see the champion every week. That's why, because mm-hmm. there's a person out there that has never been to a live event ever. Yep. And their first live event could be in their hometown because their parents are saved up or they've saved up. And the first time they pull up, they're not there. It's like that. I was reading about the one kid that was at the uh, Miami heat game yep. and he came from like Argentina and he wanted to see Jimmy Butler. And he heard mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler was like, not playing. Yep. And he he literally had a sign like I I flew forty five hundred miles to see Jimmy Butler play. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And he and he didn't get to see Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler found out. It got dope though. It got dope. He found out tickets, all this kind of stuff. So the kid made out. But that doesn't happen in wrestling. No. <laughs> if if somebody pulls up pulls up a sign that I didn't get to see my tribal chief, he ain't, he ain't gonna get like flown some play. Jimmy Butler ain't giving like, like he ain't getting like acknowledged me shirts and stuff like that. No. So my that's my thing. That's why I always valued Cena. You've seen Cena every week, every week. And you can people can say whatever they want to say about John. But that's th- these are the reasons why I always say he's the best ever, because of those reasons. Like there's not a kid in that run that lived in a city that didn't have a chance to see John Cena at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I kind of I was always a Roman fan, um, but I kind of I fell into Seth because he was on every week. And, you know, Seth's there every week, every week. Right. And he's performing every week. And, or he's on TV, whether he was beefing with Riddle, you know, whether he's beefing with Cody, nope. like Seth was on TV every week. So I became more of a Seth fan in the past two, three years because he's always on. Oh, you're making, see, you're making a great point. That's see, that's one of the TV. That's why you kind of felt in, in more love with Seth because you see him mm-hmm. a lot and you Absolutely. grow fonder of him. And I'm that, that's what I'm not. And I'm not knocking somebody getting to the level where they don't have to show up. My whole thing is I do believe there's value in the world. Oh, sure. Champion. That's all I'm saying. The, the, and not even necessarily wrestling every week. Damn it. Cody ain't real. But Cody runs like five times, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, <laughs> go. But, he, but he's out there every week. He's cutting a promo. He's doing something. You see him on WWE. That, that's all I'm trying to say. Like, it's just. That that is my, that's why I always say they have to get we have to separate these titles, bro. We need one workhorse champion and then one, you know, uh, Elvis Presley or Michael Jackson that pulls up whenever he gets ready. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I guess for these I guess for these young kids, that would be Beyonce Taylor. So whatever analogy, whatever comparison you want to use, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So let's that that's that's all I'm thinking about as far as that 
it, I look, it looks beautiful. The two titles on Roman looks amazing. The two titles might look as good on Cody. The two titles might look good on any champion. I just need one off of them. So all these other great competitors can chase that other title, especially right, gotta, on Raw. For sure. I mean, and, and I appreciate that they're acknowledging the U.S. championship and making it like main event. Me too. Right. And making it and upping it, whether it was Bobby, you know, in, in theory, whether, uh, whatever. And, you know, he's <laughs> he's defending it and, and they're showing it and he's a good champion and you hate him as champion. Yes. But at least it's not. And they're doing like you mentioned, Gunther, and they're doing the same thing. And shout out Matt Cat Moss and all the guys. Great, you know, great, that, great showing too by that are that are fighting for those titles and elevating them because. God, five, six years ago, they were barely mentioned. Talk about it, bro. On TV as champion. And every so often, now, granted, with the premium live events, you're not always seeing them fight on the pay-per-view. So at least they are fighting every week on the sh- on the TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can dig it. Like I said, so we'll, so we'll see what they do. Um, like I said, there's still a little bit of time to see what they're building here. And there's still a little time to see what Cody's going to do if he wins that title. If he cuts a nice little promo and be like, here, I'm going to leave this on SmackDown. And uh, I got the wing eagle title. Bye. And so it's we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm going to put a pin in that for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, are we getting Omos versus Brock? Do you want to see Omos versus Brock? Do you care about Omos versus Brock? What's going on, brother, brother? Brother, brother. So here's here. <laughs> so I saw Friday SmackDown and mm-hmm. they had Bray Wyatt come out. Oh, Bray came out. No, no, no. I'm. I, we'll get there. I'll, I'm going to start there because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So Bray Wyatt comes out. They bro. Uh, that's a whole nother thing. Uncle Howdy's next to him, and Bray Wyatt's talking about you know I now have control of my family and this and that. And they cut really silly promo where he goes, "Whoever wins Bobby versus Brock, I got next." Right. And I'm like, okay, sure. So then you go to Saturday and it's a squash match where I got Brock kicking Bobby in the nuts. And <laughs> and then, you know, Brock's F5 and everybody. So I'm like, so really who's fighting who? You know, does he fight Brock Lesnar or does he fight Bobby? Because Bobby won, air quotations. So I'm like, all right, maybe it'll be a triple threat. Maybe it'll be... Uh, maybe the hurt business will come back. Maybe it'll be Brock and Bobby versus Bray and Uncle Howie. So then, interesting, right? So just throwing that out there in the in the, in the universe. That's interesting. But, but so they give us Monday. They give me Omos challenging Brock Lesnar. I got nothing. You what, what do you <laughs> what do you think, Evan? I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Y'all see, damn it! I brought you all. I thought you had something, but listen, no, 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 no. Listen, um, uh, <laughs> okay, this is this is Max issue with Bray Wyatt. I'm telling you, the the the, the Rubik's cube wrapped in an enigma, wrapped, wrapped in a, you know what I mean? This dude is a just the just the the Riddler. You know what I mean? I never understand what he's going, where he's going, how he's going there, and then I believe anytime somebody gets even close to being around him, mm-hmm. they they don't they don't come out better for it and i don't see la Knight coming out better for it i'm wondering where he's at all of a sudden you see what i'm saying it just all of a sudden now i'm like where's one of the hottest wrestlers i've seen in a long time where is he at all right whatever so when it comes to omas versus uh brock i'm cool with it yeah just because i would love to see 
that, this, why not? It's something you haven't seen before. And then Brock's in this legacy mode where he likes to just wrestle now. You know what I mean? If you can't tell, he's having the most fun ever. He's just looking, he's having fun. You know, oh, he's, he's having an awesome time. Yes. And I, and so I wouldn't mind that. Uh, Bobby versus Bray. Why would I would not want to see that? Because I don't want to see Bobby lose to Bray. Right. I don't want to see Bobby like looking around and wondering what's going on in Pyro. And then he loses by Sister Abigail. I, I don't want to see that shit, man. Seriously. I don't want to see somebody that's been re like reimagined and rebuilt and retooled. And like, literally, he went from like, you know, he's like an upgraded Iron Man suit. He went from, you know what I mean? The Mach 1. He's like the, the Mach 10. I don't want mm -hmm. to see that dude lose to Bray. I don't want to see an upgraded Tony Stark tech lose to Bray Wyatt. No. So that's so that's my issue with whomever he faces. I guess I just have a problem, Evan. I'm confused. I, I'm confused too because we're just throwing <laughs> people together. Like there's no story, there's no backstory. Like at least, even though I'm tired of seeing Brock and Bobby, at least there was a reason why it happened. Yes. At least there was something that happened once before, or maybe. Granted, you know, Brock and Omos have never fought. Okay, got it. Two monsters, cool. got it. Cool. But I, I don't get, like, how are we, what's the story? What's, how, how are we going to tell this story for six weeks that Omos can take out Brock Lesnar? Or how do we tell the story, you know, of Brock, can he F5 Omos? Like, I, I don't know, right? And then, like you said, even worse, how do we have a story, Bobby's on Raw, and Bray's on SmackDown, but somehow we're gonna have a story where, which is is Bobby still babyface? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like uh, one, like he puts on he puts on the suit and the sunglasses and he gets booed. But then when he comes out on Saturday, everybody's doing doing the fist thing with him where he's you know. So I'm not sure what Bobby is either. All I know, uh, I don't. So I'm I'm just as confused as you. Now Bray's Bray's entrance music banger. But then banger, after banger. that, after that, I don't know what I'm looking at. What, yep. what are we doing? Um, and I, like, dude, and he, I came, and he came out, Evan. He had a he had a mask on again. He took the mask off, and now, you know, Uncle Howdy is an actual person next to him, and not <laughs> uh not uh some you know not a, a entity or some sort of. All right. Is he real? Is he not? So what do you say? What do you say to those people? Because I'm I'm gonna say because this because. You don't understand, uh, Chef Justin. You don't get it. It's you have to wait and see how it all plays out. I'm like, when? Right. I'm with how you. Long when? Right. How long must Evan Mac live? I'm getting older, Justin. I don't want to die before I see Bray Wyatt's character arc. I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I hear you. And <laughs> I want to live to see it. The people can come in my mentions. I'm a fan too, guys. I just don't understand what we're doing with Bray. I get he's, you know, he's, he's eccentric, right? And he's smart and he's thinking way ahead. And it's yes. all, it's all. Uh, I, but you know, you can be too smart. People don't know this. You can be too smart. Oh, you absolutely can be too smart for your own good. And we just want to be entertained, right? <laughs> We just entertain me. <laughs> Wrestle every once in a while. Give me, give me, give me a good old wrestling match every once in a while. Because, because, because spoiler alert, I don't know if you know this, Jeff. I don't know if you know this, Justin. I, you know, there's a wrestling show. You know, you know, WWE, you know that, you know, it's wrestling. You know, it says world wrestling entertainment. You know that. Wrestling. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I wrestling. know. You, so I'm just saying, eventually, eventually, I just want you to wrestle. 
Like, call me a purist. Call yeah. me a hater. But is it crazy that I want to wrestle at a wrestle? Like he he's treating this like as young and a restless. Like I don't need a soap opera. Oh, that's right? a banger though. <laughs> you picked the greatest soap opera of all time. I absolutely did. Shout out Victor Newman. Yo, shout out to the great Victor Newman. If you're gonna and if you're gonna and if I'm gonna watch something like that, I'll watch Young and a Restless. But sure. every now and again, as much as I love story, I like story with wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. intermix it just a little bit. That's like, all I'm asking, Bray. You know, chef wrestle. analogy. Chef analogy. A little bit in here. A little bit over this, <laughs> you know, stir a little bit. Don't overmix it. You know, it's don't like overmix. bacon. It's like bacon. You don't want to, you don't want to stir it because it's not going <laughs> to rise. It's not going to, it's not going to cook the right way. Uh, <laughs> and listen, and I think this, and I, listen, bro, I don't give a damn if Mountain Dew sponsor it or Krispy Kreme sponsors a match. I just want you to rest. Hey, shout out to Krispy Kreme. That facts, light comes on. Facts, I'm facts, there. <laughs> that light comes on. I am there. Every time. <laughs> Oh, I ain't got nothing, man. I'm done. What, 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 you, yo, yo, what you, what you got, man? Or put yourself over, brother. Tell the people where they can find you, brother. Uh, put yourself over. <laughs> so, <done. laughs> I want I people to think I, I don't like Bray. I just don't like what's going on with Bray. No, 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 damn no, no. it! Absolutely no. But um, I appreciate you putting me over, man. I mean, I appreciate you, you know, giving us us fans a voice. You know, um, anytime, brother. You know, but you can find me on IG uh, at the Chef Justin, Twitter, the Chef Justin. I actually do a little, you know, little podcast on the side with my best friend, uh, the hey. Modest Man Podcast. You know, check us out there. You know, where a little shout out where you find all your all your podcasts. You know, Spotify, YouTube, you know, Apple Music, all of that. You know, we we were doing we've been doing it for a year now. We we talk WWE, we talk sports, we talk entertainment, we talk movies, Marvel anime all of that so you know we're we're well-rounded you know we do it for fun you know it's it's easy we go and chat and chop it up just like you know you and i are doing right now indeed brother uh chef i appreciate you taking the time brother yeah of course yeah man we done we out we done it's over it's over <laughs>